0: Hey y'all, you're listening to another episode of Lavish Hospitality. This one is just me. You get me this week. Um, We are going to be talking about some of my spring favorites. We thought we were in spring here in Augusta, Georgia. um, And then this past week, we've had like super freezing weather. But by the end of the week, probably by the time most of y'all are listening to this, it'll be almost 90. So Wherever I've lived, the saying about the weather is, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes, it'll change. That's about accurate here in Augusta. So I'm not going to talk about the weather the whole time, but I will talk about one of my favorite things is the azaleas that bloom in our yard. If any of you are familiar with the Masters Golf Tournament, they have plenty of azaleas. It's like the flower of Augusta. Um, Augusta is the garden city but right outside of our side door which is really the front door that everybody uses and just walks in um, which I love that's the house I grew up in was just walk in don't to knock or anything we knew it was somebody we didn't know if they knocked um, it's kind of how it is in our home here is Hey, if I know you're coming, just come on in. That's usually what I tell people in my text. But right outside the door, there is a huge white azalea and a huge pink azalea. When they are in bloom, it's just so pretty. I love it with the white and the tan of our house. Last year, we planted 12 azaleas up in the front of our yard and 10 of those died thanks to a freeze and then a drought. Thank you, Augusta weather. Um, So two of those survived, and we're going to wait until the fall to find some more encore azaleas and plant those. So we've also got some mini noyukis, which are uh, mini camellia. They're all in white in front of our house. They bloom two or three times a year, but they're not in bloom right now. And we've got... um, We've got just a lot of flowering trees. We've got our camellias, they did not do well this year because of the weather. We've got um, a Betty magnolia we planted last year, which is coming along. No blooms this year, but I have high hopes. And we've got a cherry tree, which we planted last year as well. So, really enjoying just being planted in a place, pun intended, and being able to see things that we plant come to life every spring. It's really fun. Okay, that's thing number one I love about spring. Thing number two I love about spring are strawberries. I grew up in uh, right outside of Plant City, Florida in Lakeland, which is actually the bigger of the two towns. But for what I'm talking about, it's great to say you're from Plant City. I went to church in Plant City um, all the way through um, until I left for college at two different churches And Plant City is the winter strawberry capital of the world. So I went down recently during the Strawberry Festival. I didn't go because I mainly didn't want to deal with the crowds. (laughs) I do not like crowds. So if you know anything about me, you know that's definitely true. I don't know why I love New York so much, but I do. Um, But a crowd at a state fair is not my cup of tea right now in life. But I went to Parksdale Farms, which is in Plant City. One of the, the best strawberry growers there. It's been there forever. And we got some strawberry shortcake with my parents. And we got two flats of strawberries. Man, I gave, let's see, a half of that flat to a neighbor. Another two pints to a friend. And I froze a few. And we have like two pints left. I mean, I've been making this one house Sweet Eats salad. Man, it's so good. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You've probably, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me talking about it because I literally have made it every day since I've been home. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Worked out really well that Publix had um, arugula on sale, BOGO. So I get like this big box of arugula for two bucks. And I take a rotisserie and I break it down and I make broth out of the bones because, you know, every penny counts. And there's goat cheese on it and these uh, candied almonds, which are really delicious. My husband will eat salad all the time as long as it has something crunchy on it and homemade dressing. So this dressing is delicious. It calls for champagne vinegar, which is a little more difficult to find. And I got this brand O from California. Um, and man, it's, it's so good. I'm not a huge vinaigrette person. I'm definitely more of a creamy dressing person, but I could eat this lemon, honey, Dijon, champagne vinaigrette dressing on everything. It's so springy. It's such a quick, easy, throw it together meal. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend that to you. So strawberries and that strawberry crunch salad from How Sweet Eats. Is definitely in my spring favorites. Number three in my spring favorites is the dreaded topic of daylight savings time. I have to say I'm a fan. I mean, this year has not been as big of a struggle as previous years have been. I mean, we've only been on the struggle bus about two days instead of 10 or two weeks um, because Attitudes definitely come up around daylight savings time, and I was gone the weekend. We we um, sprang forward. That I was trying to think of that in past tense, um, but it it's not been bad. But my boys come home from school. It's not dark. It's not cold. They take the dog for a walk. They play on the trampoline. They play outside. They want to go to the basketball court. I mean, it's lovely when it's not dark by six o'clock. And that has been something I have enjoyed. Um, I can walk later if I want to. I usually walk in the morning. So, um, but I usually don't walk until after I drop the boys off, which is right at eight o'clock. So it's light by then. So it works out both ways, right? Number four of things I am loving this spring doesn't have anything to do with spring but just a journey I'm on is writing liturgies and I wrote one for the biscuit recipe. something really fun is coming with that in the next couple months that that I will tell you about probably another time. But now I'm working through the Psalms and if you've heard me um, do these on the podcast I kind of walk through four A's of praying. And that comes from the Lord's Prayer and just me kind of thinking through J.D. Greer's book on prayer. And I I will link that in the show notes too. But the four A's of praying scripture for me and how I teach other women to do it is the four A's. The four A's are adore, align, like align yourself to the word of God. That is where confession comes in because usually we are out of alignment And then ask and amen. So that's what I'm doing as I write liturgies through the Psalms. And I'm doing that over on Substack. Um, I know I could do it on the blog too, but Substack is just easy and clean. And did I mention easy? Easy is great. So um, I'm going to link that in the show notes too, so you can go over and subscribe or read those as I post. Um, They're not every day, but it's okay. Um, Number... Five. Are we on number five? Yay. Okay. Number five is Masters prep. In point number one, uh, I think I um, shared with you about Augusta and Masters golf tournament. I grew up every year watching the Masters. That's what we did in the spring. We, We went to spring training baseball games, and then we watched the Mets on WWOR out of Secaucus, New Jersey, on our satellite dish because cable wasn't around, and we watched the Masters Tournament. I never dreamed or even thought, like, who lives in Augusta, Georgia? Well, apparently we do, and we live about three miles from the national uh, golf course, so every year we rent out. I think we've rented out every year but COVID or the following year because it just like went away. (laughs) The following year, our renters uh, couldn't make it at last minute. But the one thing it's, it surprises me every year, like March, Augusta kind of shuts down because everybody is busy getting their house prepped for renters. And when I, when I say like it shuts down, I mean, I've had hardly anything to do for three weeks. Some things I've canceled Some things have been canceled. Um, People just know don't plan things right before the masters because it's so busy. Um, So, we basically get paid to do homework on our house. Um, We had a guy over the past couple days fixing the fans in our bathrooms and um, painting outside lights for us. So they look new and we don't have to buy new ones. Um, we've had our deck redone or in process. We, um, we got the windowsills fixed. We are taking magic eraser to the walls. We are purging. I mean, I'm on my second or third load to goodwill. We still have a week and a half before we leave for vacation and our renters come, Our house gets clean and our house gets fixed. So it is really a blessing. We've moved a lot in our marriage, and people often ask us how we don't have so much clutter and stuff. We don't collect a bunch of stuff. Because I really think the epitome of American culture is the building and the usage of these storage unit places. Because seriously, I'm like, you have to buy a place to have all the stuff that you can't have in the place you already own and you'll never look at it. It kind of puzzles me. But, um, since we moved a lot, the first six or so, seven, seven years of marriage, we didn't collect the stuff because every, every time we moved, we purged. So what happens? Okay. We've been in Augusta almost six years. We haven't moved. So every year, Come masters, we purge, and we purge through books. I know that's probably anathema to some of you, but um, we purge through the kids' toys, through the kids' clothes. I have a box of trash right now in my office that just little things. I I don't need that anymore. Or we purge through art. We purge through um, our kitchen cabinets. It helps us purge our fridge and our freezer Cause you're supposed to really have an empty fridge and freezer empty ish for your renters. So man, I mean, this is what we don't have to buy many groceries because we're just eating through our fridge and our freezer. It really helps us tone down on the materialism for us and our, in our family. So um, that has been helpful every year. Okay. I'm trying to think of other things that I've been loving. Oh. Oh, okay. So, um I'm I have become an audiobook listener. I usually listen through Hoopla and through Libby. I like Hoopla better because I don't have to wait for it. Most of the ones I want to read on Libby have like a normal wait like you would for normal library books. But um Hoopla, I love, or Christian Audio, places like that. But I have listened to all of the Anne of Green Gables series, and there are 11 books. I think there's one left that I haven't read because it's not on Audible. It is uh, The Blythe Star Quoted. But, man, they're, they are darling. Um, Eric and I went to Prince Edward Island on our honeymoon. It's always been dear, and there is nothing like Megan Follows, and Jonathan Crombie for for Anne and Gilbert. Just nothing holds a candle. So uh, you can argue with me on that, but I probably won't listen. Um, But just being there, getting to know a little bit more about Lucy Maud and everything. I really want to read some of her journals and some of her biography. But everything she writes, even the short stories in the Chronicles of Avonlea and Green... Those and the further chronicles are are just darling because you she just brings these characters to life even in a short time span. Have you read Lucy Maud? If you have, I would love to know what your favorite characters are. I really loved Rilla of Ingleside. My friend Jenny will be so happy because I think that's her favorite book. Um, I have cried in every one of them. So just, just dear. So I love it. I, I totally recommend that to you. So I think that's 10 books, 11 books I've listened to. A couple podcasts I want to mention. Um, I usually listen to scripture. Um, that's how I do my, my quiet time while I walk is I listen. I'm in just finished Deuteronomy today with the Bible recap. And then I listen through the Psalms once a month. That's what I'm doing uh, for my quiet time. But The podcast, there's two that I want to mention to you. Raising Boys and Girls, and I'll link these again in the show notes. If you are a parent, which most of you listening to this are, I would encourage you to go listen to that podcast. They're about 30 to 45 minutes long. But David Thomas has been especially helpful as we raise boys. And if you have girls, C. Goff has written a number of books. My friend Courtney and Sarah, who have both been on this podcast, are big David Thomas and Sissy Goff fans. I will link their episodes in the show notes because those are great podcasts to listen to, but also I'll link to Raising Boys and Girls so you can listen to it. And any of the books that they've written, go read them. They will encourage you and give you tools to help you in your parenting. The other one I want to highlight is by Crossway. I have been a Crossway fan since about 2007 when I probably came to know of them. I've done book reviews for years for them. I'm reading Reactivity right now by Paul Tripp and that man, if you need help with how you engage in social media, go read that book. It's phenomenal. I'll be talking about it um, in the squares soon, but I am always encouraged. I listen to almost every single one. Um, Matt is a gracious host. The writers and the thinkers that they have on always say something that encourages me in my walk. But the one that I cannot get out of my head right now is um, the one that came out mid-February. And it is, Are You an Evangelical, a Pharisee, or Both? It's by Michael Reeves. Um, He was on the podcast with Matt. Uh, yeah, all I have to do is tell you to go listen to it. It it will challenge you. It will help you hear your heart. Um, maybe some things that are in your heart that you don't know are there. God really used that podcast as I was driving one of these last times to really make me think and um, grow and be convicted. So, um, yeah. I need to. He has he has that new book. I need to get that. See if I can. See, it's not on audiobook yet, so I have to wait. Right? Um, okay. So I was trying to keep this one short. Those are my favorite things. So I would love to know if you listen to this. Shoot me a text. Shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Somehow comment about what your favorite things are that you're loving this spring and oh by the way March of 2023 is two years of the lavish hospitality podcast Um, a week or so ago I recorded with Chris Pappalardo of good kind and later this week You'll be hearing, um, or next week, I guess, I'm recording later this week with Kendall Vanderslice of the Edible Theology Project. I am so excited about that. Um, we are going to talk about food and bread, and that'll be on next week. Can't wait for that. But um, right now, just want just to leave y'all. I hope y'all enjoy spring and enjoy being with your family and friends and Easter's coming up as you prepare for that. May this time and this light and the flowers be a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.